welcome back inside the Kentucky Derby. And it's pretty awesome that we get to start talking about the 150th Kentucky Derby here on Inside the Kentucky Derby. It's uh, history in the making in the Kentucky Derby, especially this year for a special anniversary of the 150th Kentucky Derby. The road to the Kentucky Derby begins Saturday at Churchill Downs with the Iroquois Stakes. The road to the Derby is always going to bring some of the best racing action for the Derby prospects around the world, and it's going to start right here beneath the Twin Spires on Saturday. Kevin Kirstein alongside Darren Rogers here on Inside the Kentucky Derby. Into season two, D on the show, and it's uh, going to be a special one this year and a special race on Saturday to kick off the road to the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, the, it, anytime we start to launch the uh, the road uh, officially, it's it's great. Uh, made some slight adjustments um, to the points for the top five finishing positions. The road to the Derby, of course, is a series of uh, uh, of races where you finish in the top five you get your points and the prep season, which are really foundation building races, typically at a mile or more leading up to the middle of February. Uh, the horses are establishing, you know, who wants to go long, who doesn't. And, uh, you know, the Iroquois is one of those races, the, uh, the, the points, the tweaks we made to the, to, to the points, for example, uh, a year ago, um, the early prep season races were 10, four, three, two, one. We're creating more of a separation between second and third place points. So it's 10, five, three, two, one, um, uh, for, for, for now. So, um, love it. When we begin this, we've got, um, an interesting field of, of nine. Do we have a derby horse in here? I'm not certain. Obviously, I don't think any of us can say that uh, today. The Iroquois a year ago did produce two starters on the uh, the road to the Derby in um, what? We had Confidence Game, who finished fifth in the Iroquois. He would go on to finish 10th in the Derby. And then Jace's Road, who was the third place finisher in the Iroquois, he would run 17th. Dating back to 1983, the Iroquois has produced 29 Derby starters, none of which have won the Roses. But we did get a second-place finisher in 2016, looking at Lee. And then a a third-place finisher, actually a second-place finisher in 2021 as well, with Midnight Bourbon. And then a a third-place finisher way back in 1984, at the threshold. So two of those three trained by Hall of Famer Steve Asmussen looking at Lee and Midnight Bourbon. Uh, Steve has two in this year's race. And I think the important thing that you noted is with the prep season, the foundation building races, right? So, you know, a lot of the trainers, especially now with the road to the Kentucky Derby, they're getting their two-year-olds started in the fall. It's not, you know, so much of that Apollo curse that was heard of, you know, five, six years ago. It's, you know, they're getting the horses started, but they're getting them these early season points with the Iroquois and with the road to the Kentucky Derby. What it does is, you know, if you are, you know, a late progressing cult and you're going to try your one chance to get points, 
you better be good because there's some of the two-year-old season that, you know, these horses are going to run like the confidence games, like the Jace's roads of, uh, you know, last year that get those points and then they'll maybe run, you know, second or third as a three-year-old rounding into form where they have more points than some of the late blooming three-year-olds. And so um, I think the foundation is there for a lot of the two-year-olds now, and the trainers are sort of following that path to try and get them started to get points earlier than, uh, you know, debuting them at three. Well, before we discuss the Iroquois, it's a perfect segue to, you know, let's just look at the last 10 years. Um, this is what year 12 of the point system. We started it in 2013. So let's just start there. Orb. When did he make his career debut? Um, it was November the 24th, California Chrome in 14. He started early on and won on, uh, May the 17th. These are the dates that they broke their maiden American Pharaoh. He did not debut until September the 3rd. Nyquist debuted on June the 5th. Then you have Always Dreaming in, 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 in 2017. He broke his maiden on January 25th as a three-year-old. Justify, of course, won his debut on February the 18th. The latest any horse has made its start and won the Roses. That was as a three-year-old. Country House, January 17th as a three-year-old. Then you have Authentic. He broke his maiden on November the 19th. Mandaloon broke his maiden October the 24th. Rich Strike, September the 17th. And then, of course, Mage, this year, won his debut on January 28th as a three-year-old, not racing at the age of two. So you can see we've, we're exiting a, a, a summertime where a large focus is on Saratoga and Del Mar. You also have the development of horses at Ellis park and the ones that are racing now, KK, they're probably a little more precocious. I mean, let's face it. If you're going to bring a horse to Saratoga, you better bring a live precocious runner. Right. And I, I'm the Brad Cox barn, for instance, I remember when Brad was shipping out of here in June and he was saying, yeah, I don't know how many I'm going to take to Saratoga. And it's because the two-year-olds that he has in his program, and Brad has a lot of them, and I'm using him as a, a prime example because we see his name, you know, in the programs for the Kentucky Derby in the last five or so years. And, you know, Todd Pletcher's another one. But if you are not, um, you know, a precocious colt, and Brad has a lot of two-year-olds that are here at the, the barn at Churchill Downs, I think maybe 25 of the 36 stalls he had were two-year-olds that he didn't go to Saratoga with. And that just speaks to, you know, he's maybe getting them ready here in September to break their maidens and then go on to things in the wintertime. And so he didn't have that precocious two-year-olds. Maybe Todd Pletcher, um, you know, has a different training program, but you sort of see Todd too. He, he doesn't really necessarily force these horses, always dreaming, you know, not breaking his maiden until late to, you know, be those, uh, you know, as, you know, what am I trying to say? He's not as, uh, mm, He's not as quick to make these two-year-olds break their maiden as they need to be. He lets them develop. There's mm -hmm. some trainers that are in the game to maybe have two-year-olds break their maiden and then sell them. Yep. That's part of horse racing. And in this Iroquois, you see a Todd Pletcher horse who, 
broke his maiden at Monmouth. Not really a Todd Pletcher string. Maybe an early developing two-year-old. You see uh, Brad Cox has a horse in here who broke his maiden at, at uh, Ellis Park. Didn't go to Saratoga. Maybe it's not the best of the Brad Cox string. And so you're seeing these earlier horses. But then on the other side, you have Steve Asmussen, who's one of the greatest developers of dirt horses in the world, and he just seems to have the knack to be able to have horses stay on for the length of their two, three, and four-year-old careers. And maybe this is a uh, risk it who's the favorite in the Iroquois. Maybe that's going to be that picture. But uh, long rant there. But I just sort of see that you know there's lots of two-year-olds on the backside here at Churchill Downs that are you know going to run in maiden races and maybe prep for the street sense, which was in addition to the road to the Kentucky Derby at the beginning of the fall meet, rather than be primed and ready to run here at the start in the Iroquois in the road to the Kentucky. Yeah, Derby. the point is, don't make any strong conclusions just yet. <laughs> when we get to year's end, um, and and the Iroquois not only, uh, you know, awarding points ten to the winner, five to the runner-up, uh, etc. It is part of the Breeders' Cup Dirt Dozen series where it'll you know help award points towards getting in the starting gate for the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. When we get to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and the races at the end of the two-year-old season, usually the top half of the leaderboard um, probably is going to be around and, and be a force uh, next spring. But you know, let's get to that top half of the leaderboard. We're going to see where we are. Patience is the key. Don't rush to conclusions of, have we seen the Derby winner just yet? We're looking for talent. We're looking for fast times. But we're also looking for a route of ground. And, 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 and most importantly, look at that breeding. Will, will the horse be able to, you know, project those fast performances at six and seven furlongs? Now we're going to eight, eight furlongs with the Iroquois. And then, you know, soon next spring will be eight and a half, nine. And then, of course, the Derby is at 10 furlongs. But the Iroquois on Saturday, risk it, it is a deserving two to one favorite, very impressive, uh, winner going six furlongs in one ten and three at Saratoga. KK, this is a son of gun runner. The gun runners just keep throwing runners after runner. I mean, he could be, I bet in a decade from now, we're talking about him, maybe even less than that as one of the greatest sires of all time. Yeah. He is just, it's unbelievable what Steve Asmussen and his crew have done with the offsprings of gun runner, because you have to give it, give credit to the Winchell Thoroughbreds who they have a ton of homebreds that they brought into their program. And what they've done is, you know, bred a lot of them to Gunrunner, and, um, you know, and they've gone to the sale as well and they've bought back good gun runners. So this is one of them. And this is one of them that they bought back from the sale in partnership with three chimneys. And so, uh, they're having these two plied battles of trying to get gun runners ready to roll. Steve's has done a great job. I think with the more precocious gun runners to get his name out there that we've seen in years past. But as we know, gun runner got better as he got older and that's because the distances got longer. And so risk it who debuted going three quarters at Saratoga. Yeah. His pedigree says he should be able to stretch out just fine to a mile as Steve Asmussen says. Um, and he should be probably even better as the distances go around two turns as gun runner was, um, is as a three and a four year old. And so it's a good stepping stone. I think to risk it, to try this one mile distance because he was as visually as impressive to me as you can get 
breaking your maiden on debut and earned a solid figure doing so. Yeah, he did. He, uh, a year ago, in the September yearling sales going on right now at Keeneland, a year ago, the gun runners averaged $444,000. That's what your average gun runner went for. Uh, this one was just a tick above it uh, as they bought the horse back for $500,000. Um, it takes, you know, he's going to show some speed. There's a fast pace in here, though, KK. This is a. You know, not a race that uh, is devoid of uh, early speed. There's a lot of run in here. I would expect to see Riskett maybe being the fastest of all. Just who is outside, Patriot Spirit, who invades from, from, from Colonial. And then just who is inside, Gettysburg Address for Brad Cox, also sh- should be forwardly placed. So it'll be an interesting scenario. You know, going down the backstretch, I do like being on the outside in the one-turn mile. You can kind of see what everybody else is going to do, but they should be winging it in the clear from the outside. Yeah, it's so tough to me to decipher a pace in a a two-year-old race because, and especially this one too, which, you know, all of the horses, if they're breaking their maiden, for the most part, are doing so sprinting and so they have to show that early speed from the gates you're seeing a lot of these horses that do show that early speed and and you know i think maybe some trainers are going to see that as well and try and you know not have their horses do the same tactics as they did in their debut going a mile that's a very important handicapping point to especially with the young horses kk where the trainers are giving these horses an education along the way they may be teaching the horse to rate. They may be trying to get him to relax, back off that quick early footing. It'd be great if we knew right, <laughs> ahead exactly. of time, but we don't always know. Yeah, and, and that sort of seems to be the case in this race. So, you know, while Riskett, you know, went 22 and 346 in his debut and showed that early speed, um, you know, arguably Patriot Spirit to his outside was almost a second quicker than him in his early half mile for his maiden breaking score when he went seven eighths of a mile. And so um, it's tough to decipher who's going to go fast, but as a two year old, uh, you know, one of the things that I've always, you know, paid attention to is how the horses have broken from the gate as, you know, young horses, because they don't get all that much education. You know, you're looking at horses that maybe there's a couple in this race that are making their fifth start, um, a lot of second and third starts. And so if they don't break well in their debut, they're probably going to break a lot better in their second or third start just because they've had that experience edge and just they're a young horse and they don't really, you know, know what to do yet just because they're still learning. And so, you know, that's even another, you know, big angle in the handicapping factor of, you know, how will they break from that starting gate? You see a horse like um, Liberal Arts, for instance, who, um, you know, he broke okay, I thought, um, in his second start when he showed a little bit more speed and ran second at Ellis Park. And then um, he relaxed a little bit more in his last start at Ellis Park when he he went and broke his maiden. And so, and then you go back to the debut and he didn't break at all. Um, And so he's just learning and figuring things out from the starting gate. The thing with Steve Asmussen's trainees is they're getting about mm, weekly gate training. Mm-hmm. He sends his horses to the gate almost every, I think it's Wednesdays, he's a, a big gate trainer. So Risk It and Edified are both of his two horses in this race where um, I don't see them both showing speed. I think he's going to try and, and figure out how to relax them from off the pace. And, uh, you know, 
will they be in the same spot on the racetrack? I'm not sure, uh, but I could see them being close and maybe just laying off the pace just be- because there's horses to the outside, Patriot Spirit, that's faster than Risk It early on. And there's some sprinters that I think in here that are mile is maybe stretching their distance like a horse uh, Market Street, who I think just wants to go a little bit shorter than this. And maybe even uh, a horse like West Saratoga, too, who's probably just uh, maybe up against it a little bit. So I can see those two horses laying back off of that pace. What about seize the gray for the coach? Um, Wayne Lucas, of course, he's now 88 years old. We love when Wayne breaks a maiden with a young horse. Now he's getting the opportunity uh, to chase. They gave $400,000 for the son of Arrogate. Um, he was a nice winner in the slop at Saratoga, came back and ran third in the mud as the favorite. This is an interesting new young rider in, is it Jamie Torres? Jamie Torres. He's a- Who's now going to try Kentucky after uh, trying New York. And, and uh, how about a storyline, too, with Jamie Torres' agent, Hall of Famer Gary Stevens, who, of course, has ridden for Wayne Lucas in the Kentucky Derby on the biggest stages. And so um, he, Gary told me a great story the other night. He and Jamie were watching uh, replays of some of Gary's Triple Crown races. He said, you know, I've been living with him uh, for the last few weeks, and he finally asked me, can we watch some races uh, of some of your, your Triple Crown wins? And so he's getting that education from Gary Stevens. Of course, Wayne Lucas being a four-time Kentucky Derby winning trainer. And Wayne has said that this is uh, this horse is so special to him because it's owned by my racehorse, which is a partnership of many. The people. Many people. And he said it's just so rewarding to see so many people so happy when this horse broke its maiden at Saratoga. It came back and ran, uh, you know, in a just an okay effort, I thought, uh, you know, going five and a half furlongs in the Skidmore. Maybe we'll do better going this one-turn mile, but it would be a great story to see Wayne back on the road to the Kentucky Derby with a very live runner. And he does have some okay two-year-olds, I think, in his barn, too, and this is definitely one that's risen to the top of the class so far. We're going to see a ton of two-year-olds on opening week at Churchill Downs. It's opening uh, of the uh, 14-day September meet. Entries through the first week, Thursday through Sunday. 135 two-year-olds have been entered in 13 races worth more than $1.8 million. So there's going to be a lot of opportunities. I know you've been watching a lot of them train. You've watched a lot of the workout videos, etc. This is going to be a fun time of year as we try to pick out young stars for racing. Yeah, and I know for a trainer's perspective, they – you know, they're probably pulling the hair out a little bit because they've all sort of been in the same scenario all summer of training these horses up to try and break their maidens in September to maybe go on to those allowance or stakes ranks. And I remember having a conversation a few years ago with Pat Byrne, who trained Take Charge Indy in the Kentucky Derby. He's now retired. He said, breaking a horse's maiden, especially a two-year-old, is one of the most challenging things you can do as a trainer because you're getting all of the best horses in the fall season that are getting ready to break their maidens. And you're seeing that I think here in the next week at Churchill Downs, there's several live shots within these races. And so, you know, you could have a horse that is, you know, training very well, run up against another trainer's monster. And then you come back and then there's another monster in the next race. And so it's just very challenging, I think for a lot of trainers, but you're going to see, I think several of these live two-year-old maiden special weight races here at Churchill Downs the next week. That'll produce some, 
very uh, unique horses to try the road to the Kentucky Derby. You're even seeing it the week after, too. I, I just saw the entries for the following week, Darren, and they're splitting more maiden races. So between the Phillies and the Colts, there's there's plenty to go around and plenty of purse money, too, here at Churchill Downs. Good to have racing back at Churchill Downs. We're, of course, talking about the crop of uh, 2021, but last year's crop, uh, or actually it's this year's crop, but the, the, the crop of 2020, um, the Traverse Stakes was run. Hats off to Jenna Antonucci and uh, and jockey Javier Castellano. They got up with Archangelo, who uh, was able to hold off uh, a late-running disarm and, and then tap it trice. Uh, was uh, another back, you know, third. Forte was disappointing in there. Um, we also had recently um, a- Arabian Night uh, beat Go Rocket Ride against older horses in the Pacific Classic. On September the 23rd, they'll be running the $1 million Pennsylvania Derby. So some of the other three-year-olds will be showing up there. Archangelo has the edge i think of you know winning the belmont stakes winning the traverse stakes the peter pan as well to be crowned the champion three-year-old but don't forget about these horses that are going to be facing one another come breeders cup classic time because the older horse division appears to be on the rather weak side and these three-year-olds are coming around and by the way we're not even talking about a horse like like practical move for um uh, Tim Yachtin, who scratched out of this year's Kentucky Derby, of course, won uh, a number of races, you know, leading up to the Kentucky Derby. And he's on the comeback trail as well, following some time off. So it was an interesting group from last year. Um, Forte was a big disappointment for me. Uh, but hats off to Jenna Antonucci and the training job she did with Archangelo, the son of Arrogate. I think this is a, a really fun year leading into the Breeders' Cup because, you know, there are some years that we don't get to talk a lot about the three-year-olds after the Triple Crown season. You know, maybe the the crop is sort of just dissipated. Maybe, you know, some very new shooters have come in, but you're really seeing the Triple Crown campaigners now uh, really start to come to fruition here in the fall. And, be as good, if not better, as the older horse division leads into this Breeders' Cup Classic. And so um, even Kentucky Derby winner Mage, he's back in Kentucky. He's training after, uh, you know, running in the Travers. And so we'll see him hopefully fight another day and, uh, you know, lead into that Breeders' Cup Classic. But again, Saturday's the Iroquois Stakes here at Churchill Downs. The kickoff to the road to the Kentucky Derby, 10 points to the winner, the start of the prep season on the road to the Kentucky Derby. You can bet all the action from Churchill Downs on TwinSpires.com, the official wagering provider of Churchill Downs Incorporated and the Kentucky Derby. And, uh, you know, D, I'd say season two... Our, our Travers podcast was about a maybe a three star. I don't know what this rating could be. Maybe it was. I don't know. I think uh, it's it's it's, it's maybe three good. and a half. But yeah. do leave a review uh, that helps uh, for the subscribers. We would appreciate a five star review or a three and a half star performance. <laughs> Of course, inside the Kentucky Derby would not be possible without Woodford Reserve. With 200 flavor notes in every sip, Woodford Reserve is a spectacle for the senses. Please enjoy responsibly. 
That's it for us. We'll be back to talk more of the Iroquois stakes and maybe some of the two-year-olds that we saw over the weekend here at Churchill Downs uh, for another podcast that'll drop on Monday. Until then, be sure to load up your Twin Spires account. The Churchill Downs September meet begins on Thursday, and the road to the Kentucky Derby 150 begins on Saturday with the Iroquois. We'll talk soon.